Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your host, Davo. With us today, for the first of hopefully many more appearances, is one of our wonderful patrons, Joel. Hello, Joel. Good evening. Yeah, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Dave, or Andy. (laughs) Dave, Andy, Kells, we're all actually the same person. Um, we are. Okay. It's uh, an extraordinary ventriloquist act. And, and Neil oh, is not a person? Neil, you're the one giving us all voices. We're all in your head. Well, I wish I was that talented. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a scary place to be. <laughs> I guarantee you, though, Andy, if that were the case, you would not say a fraction of the things that you do say. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> okay. Getting off to a good start. Tell us about yourself, Joel. Well, um, I am a, a, a man in his 50s living in New Jersey. I've been uh, a fan of trivia. I watched uh, a lot of game shows in the uh, 70s and 80s when I was a, a youngster skipping school. And uh, <laughs> that's how I got interested in it. You can tell you're a certain age when you... You skip school because that's when all the game shows were on. Yeah, well, that's all that was on. Yeah. What was your favorite game show? Um, well, of course, Match Game had to be my favorite game show. Oh, yeah. So wacky, but that didn't really teach you much about trivia. I was always more of a $20,000 pyramid guy. Yeah, that was fun, too. Yeah, and Hollywood Squares, of course. Of course. Well, that's like yeah, like Match Game. It always had some wacky celebrities. Right, some- right. How'd you hear about our show? Well, uh, like I said, I was just a fan of trivia. I needed something to listen to at work. Uh, it's because background noise in the office was driving mm-hmm. me crazy. And so I looked up trivia on the podcasts and I just kept going through all the different podcasts and uh, I found yours and I really enjoyed it. So nice. kept listening. Mainly Yay. because of the things I've said, right? Oh, absolutely. The, yeah. Um, teachings of Andy are, 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 are philosophy to me. I plan on raising my grandchild on that. In fact, I'm pushing my daughter to name my grandchild Andrew. Thank you. Wow. That's nice. That's nice. I, I approve of this guest. I'm sure he's going to do great on the show. Good luck tonight, Joel. Thank you very much. Neil, how could you possibly follow that? Well, I'm going to follow it by uh, giving you some rules and then asking you a bunch of questions. Sounds great. Love rules. Every week, I have a theme. Within that theme, I've got six categories. Each category has four questions, and each question is worth 10 points each with a few bonus points thrown in here and there, perhaps. And then there's a final question, which is worth up to 100 points. Today, I thought we'd all like to get small. Small. <laughs> you guys didn't you get that reference? Andy, Steve I know Martin. you know it. Yeah. That's right. He had a comedy album called Let's Get Small, where he talked about this uh, this drug that actually made you physically small. Pin particles? <laughs> um, no, no, oh. nothing like that. There's no comic book related questions at all. Oh, man. So, sorry. But so today's quiz is about a whole bunch of things that are small or short or otherwise diminutive. Oh, it is the itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini trivia show. No. What? Well, there goes one of my questions. Dang yeah. it. Well done, Davo. Thanks for we running the show. We all need that. Come on. Kells is young. He may not have heard that song. Yeah, he probably hasn't. I had the 45 when I was a kid, <laughs> I had a 78. <laughs> it was on a commercial, actually. So. I'm familiar with that song. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Category one is science. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I know you guys, well, I'm not sure about Joel, but I know the rest of you are pretty into subatomic particles. You know, oh, yeah. I just, I are, just popped off to the Casey's and got myself a couple bags worth. There are a bunch of different kinds of subatomic particles, including a category of quarks. How many different kinds of quarks are there? And for a bonus, name them. I'll give you one point each for each one that you name. 
I'll probably do some partial credit on this. Okay. If you get, if you get close. I'm locked in. I'll lock in. With a wrong answer. <laughs> I'm locked in as well. Yeah, I'm gonna lock in. Kells, you wanna kick us off? I said four. Okay. Any guesses on the names? I I think one is a um a hadron or a hadron. I, I'm not sure. I haven't. Yeah, but okay. I believe a hadron is what a proton and neutron like classify as. David, I said five, and I thought I had I had heard somewhere that quarks have relatively weird names, like not not a typically scientific sounding name. So one of them I put down as slow. Okay, Andy. I am lucky to have a friend that uh, you was are. able to educate me on this on this <laughs> information. Um, shout out to friend of the show David Bodie. Um, there are three quarks. Uh, there is Quark himself, his brother Rom, and oh his God. son Nog, uh, that all live on Deep Space Nine. And Joel. <laughs> Well, I'm just ran- I just randomly selected the number twelve, and then uh, Andy stole my Star Trek j- joke. So, <laughs> see, <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll all be delighted to know that there are six different kinds of quarks. Uh. Dang it! So I took away two points for each one that you were off. So Kel's got six, Davo eight, Andy four, and Joel, you're off by six, which means negative two points. Except that we don't do negatives. So I was gonna say, no. <laughs> the first time Ooh. ever somebody starts off in the negative. Negative 100 by the end of the game. And the uh, the six types are up, down, top, bottom, and strange and charm. Hmm. David was on the right track. He was. All right. Question two. What is the name of the most recently discovered subatomic particle, the so-called God particle, which was theorized in 1964, but not proven until 2012? Um, I'm locked in. I, I will lock in. I know this. I know this too. Oh, yes. I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. David? It's a boson. Andy? Higgs boson. Joel? I was going with the Hadron this time, and now I know that that's not right. And Kels? Higgs boson. Oh. Uh, Davo? The correct answer is Higgs boson, or the Higgs particle. Um, Davo, there's a bunch of different kinds of bosons. That's fine. So I'm going to have to, I'll give you uh, four points for that one. How's that sound? You're a benevolent quiz master. (laughs) You are welcome. So let's get a little bit bigger. According to the current definition of planet by the International Astronomical Union, what is the smallest planet in our solar system? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. I think I'm wrong. I am locked in. Andy, what's your answer? Mercury, I think. Joel? Well, if Pluto is not considered a planet, then I will say Mercury. Kels? Uh, Hermes, known to the Romans as Mercury. Wow. Davo? Mercury. I always feel better when Kels answers. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, Pluto is no longer a planet, according to their current definition, which makes the smallest actual planet Mercury. Yay! Because uh, Pluto hasn't cleared out its orbit, which is what makes it not a planet anymore. So the galaxy put a notice on its door to mow its lawn. (laughs) (laughs) And then it will be a planet? Yeah. Those HOAs are tough. If it were to clear out uh, or to absorb um, Ceres, I think it's Ceres, um, then I think it might become a planet okay question four (laughs) 
It's theorized that the center of a black hole is the smallest thing in the universe, possibly a million million times smaller than a quark. What is the center of a black hole called? Locked in. Oh. Locked in. Uh, uh, ooh. I don't feel good about this, but I'm locked in. I'm, lo- I'm locked in. Joel, start us off. Uh, I have no idea. I punt. <gasps> punt pretty early for Joel. Hang time. Hey, guy. Sean Landetta. <laughs> Kels? I guess the event horizon. Ooh. David? I also guessed the event horizon. And Andy? You guys are at the wrong end of the black hole. The event horizon is the edge of the black hole, the, the point of no return. At the center is a singularity, or if you're nasty, miss singularity. <laughs> I no longer have to explain the difference between event horizon and, and uh, singularity because Andy did it, and he got the points. I watched event horizon. It's the only good thing that came out of that movie. <laughs> That movie was abysmal. Oh, that movie. And on paper, it was like my going to be my favorite movie. A ghost story on a spaceship. Like, that's a touchdown for me. And it was awful. My wife loved that movie. Really? <laughs> I remember. Oh, yeah. It could have been so much better. It could have been so much better. It just, it needed, if it was going to go, we're going to go to hell. You need to keep all the gore, all the horribleness. Just make, just go all the way. This They were pussyfooting around. <laughs> All right, at the end of round one, our guest has 10, Devo has 22, Kells with 26, and Andy has 34. Whoa. It's anybody's game. And that is it for science today. What? So let's move on to category two, which is sports NBA edition. Because if we're going to be talking about small people, of course we're going to talk about the NBA. That makes complete logical sense. Starting with question one, who was the shortest NBA player of all time? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Locked in. I'm locked in. Uh, Devo. Uh, I believe at five foot three inches tall, it was Muggsy Bogues. Andy? Uh, a lot of people don't know Tom Cruise played one season for the Celtics. <laughs> and Joel? I was going with Malone. No, there was a short Malone guy. And Kels. Uh, Tyrone Bogues. Oh, so close to Tom Cruise. The correct answer is Muggsy Bogues. I'm going to assume that Tyrone was his first name because I'm not going to bother looking it up. <laughs> yeah, as a roommate. The question master. Wow. I, I will not deign to look it up. I will move on. It's just the sport <laughs> category. If it was science, I would look it up. <laughs> it's, it's not that. It's just that I know Kells wouldn't have said it like that if he wasn't absolutely positive that it was right. Thank you. There's that. There's that. <laughs> if Andy is dead. All right. <laughs> Question two Who was the shortest player to participate and win the NBA slam dunk contest? Ooh. Locked in. By the way, Dave, you did get uh, Muggsy's height correctly. He was 5'3. Thank three. you. Mm, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm a lock in. Andy. Jonah Hill. Joel? You're not even trying. (laughs) I don't know this side of the NBA. I barely watch basketball. Jonah Hill. Joel, what's your answer? I will also say Malone again. <laughs> it's funny because the only Malone I can think of is Carl Malone, and he was not short. Neither um, was Moses. Maybe, maybe, thinking maybe, maybe, Malone from Cheers. Maybe I'm thinking of, maybe because of Muggsy being his nickname, I'm thinking of Muggsy Malone instead of Bugsy Malone or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Kells, what do you have? I was. Jumping between Spud Webb and Nate Robinson, but I think Nate Robinson is closer to my height, and I'm 
probably three inches taller than Spud. So I went with the nineteen eighty six Slam Dunk Champion Spud Webb. Devo. I also went with Spud Webb. Correct answer was Spud Webb. He was five foot six, I believe. Seven. Oh, sorry, I don't want to short him. Question three. (laughs) This former Rocket who retired in 1983 is the shortest inductee into the NBA Hall of Fame. This I know. Locked in. Uh, I'll lock in. Former Rocket? Shortest inductee. I'm locked Um, in. Okay. I'm going to lock in. Joel? Air Bud. (laughs) (laughs) He was short. At two feet tall. (laughs) Kels? I had no idea, and I have no idea how tall this player is, but I went with Calvin Murphy. Oh, man. Dave, Calvin Murphy. Andy? Uh, By Rocket, I realized you meant Time Machine. It's Michael J. Fox. Ah. Well, you missed the totally obvious joke of Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. At one foot, six inches tall. Rocky Raccoon is not real. Oh, that's true. Sorry. I'm trying over here. Right. Plus, plus Michael J. J. Fox played a basketball player in that uh, Teen Wolf. That's that's true. How do you think he got those skills for playing for the Rockets? I stand by my answer and my logic. You know, it was a high school game he was playing in, right? Well, you got to start somewhere, can't you, Kelsey? Do you guys want to continue playing, or do you want to have the stupid argument? (laughs) (laughs) Go back to fourteen. Okay, so this gentleman is still the number two scorer, the number two in minutes played, the number two in steals, and the number one in assists in the Rockets franchise although he's probably going to be overtaken by James Harden pretty soon. He was also, in 1977, at the height of his basketball career, the Texas Baton baton Twirling Champion. And his name was... (laughs) Yes. He was a magnificent baton baton twirler. That's hard to say. It really is. It is. (laughs) Baton Twirler. And his his name was Calvin Murphy. Calvin Murphy. Apparently, he he had like eight sisters, and his mother were, were they were all into baton twirling, and they got him into it. And so he started his NBA career when the Rockets were still in San Diego in like what sixty nine or seventy something like that. Mm-hmm. And then ten years later, nineteen seventy seven, he was still doing twirling championships, twirling competitions. Huh. Wow. It had to have been tough. At one point, he had to have had that hard choice of the NBA <laughs> or baton twirling. Well, well no, he didn't because he could do them both. He did. He did. Oh. He was a bonos baton twirling. Oh, you beat me to the Bo Jackson joke. <laughs> you beat me to the Bo Jackson joke. <laughs> Nicely done. Question four. Although this five foot nine inch player was a member of eight different NBA teams in his 11 season career, he's the only person to have won the NBA dunk contest three times. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Kels. <laughs> that would be the um, the answer I was going to give earlier. Nate Robinson. Yeah, I should have put a year on the first one. <laughs> Sorry, David. Ironically, Nate Robinson. Andy? <laughs> Joe Pesci. And Joel. I just went with Johnson. Uh, wow. <laughs> One of the men. John Smith. <laughs> the correct answer is Nate Robinson. All right. So Kells and Davo were both perfect in that round, and... Andy and Joel were both perfect in a different way in that round. Hey, Joel. It happens to everybody. happens more often than you think. One out of ten, as I understand it. When you get to be our age, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) 
So at the end of round two, Kells is in the lead with 66, Devo with 62, Andy with 34, and Joel with 10. Anybody's game. Right. Sure. <laughs> All right. Let's go with music. Yes. Come on. Come on. Question one. What song released in 1960 by Maurice Williams and the Zodiacs is the shortest number one hit in the United States at one minute and 36 seconds? Locked in. <laughs> Andy, were you listening to this before the show? <laughs> it is on my playlist. What isn't on your playlist? Uh, baby metal. That's wrong, isn't it? <laughs> what was the name of that song? I don't know. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Andy? I'm not locked in. Well, <laughs> you're not going to get it right anyway, so just... Wow. Ooh. Wow. Okay. wow. <laughs> I, I'm locked in now. Like a father saying, I have no faith in you. <laughs> if at first you don't succeed, just give up. Mm. Andy. Stay. Joel. I was going with the It's a Bits of Teeny Weeny Yellow Pulpit Opportunity. Oh, good answer. <laughs> that she wore for the Kels. I said, uh, if you're happy and you know it. And Devo. I said Neil is a duty head. Wow. <laughs> I think that's minus 10 points. <laughs> this well, is a family show, Davo. That's why he's a duty head. <laughs> I just want to point out that I was right. You were absolutely right. And the ironic thing is <laughs> I wrote a trivia nugget about this same song and I can't remember what it is. <laughs> well, all you have to do is ask Andy because he got it right this yeah. day. Just yep. a little bit longer. Stay. Um, you know it now, Kels, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with a few more words, I was, yeah. Yeah, I only know it by Jackson Brown, so it's longer than a minute and 36 there. Yeah, he Jackson Brown, I think, is the only other person that charted with it, um, but he didn't get to number one. It's also, I guess, notable for being in um, uh, Dirty Dancing. Yeah, yeah. Question two, by my count, there have been 12 number one hits that have a length of less than two minutes. Almost all of them were in the 50s and 60s. And of those 12, one musical act has had four of those short songs. Who is it? Whoa. I'll lock in. I'm locking in too. If you remember that um, Old Town Road was the shortest number one, I think, since 1965. And that's, wow. it's one of the, that's one of the, the less than two minute number one hits. Is it less than two minutes? Less. The official song is, yeah. All right. I, whew. I'm locked in. I'm, I'm locked in. Joel, what's your answer? Well, uh, now I think it's wrong. I originally put the Beatles because I know they had a few short hits, but um, you said this person later, and that obviously would not be the Beatles. Ah. Another way you could tell it wasn't the Beatles is because Andy didn't jump in on it immediately. Yeah, that's valid. Okay. <laughs> I went with Elvis Presley. Dave? I said Bill Haley in the Comets. And Andy. This is interesting. I had Elvis Presley written down, or started writing it down. I had the E and the L, and then I stopped myself. I think it's Little Richard. So I crossed off Elvis and put down Little Richard. The correct answer is Elvis Presley and the Jordanaires. Oh, shit. I had it right, and I tricked myself. By the way, the Beatles' shortest song, I believe, is And Your Bird Can Sing. Oh, how long is it? It's under two minutes, but I couldn't tell you exactly. Question three. What seven-time Grammy winner and one-time Oscar winner was only five foot two inches tall? 
Seven Grammys, one Oscar. I am going to lock in. Me too. Locked in. I, I I'll give you an easy mode if you if you want it. I'll let you guys unlock if you want to. Yes, please. I'll yeah, I'll take easy mode. Sure. I okay. feel pretty comfortable with mine. Really? Okay, so uh-huh. Devo's locked in. The rest of you will get a hint for, for half credit. Um okay. he's five foot two inches tall without heels. Locked in. Mm. Locked in. Locked in. Should have yeah, duh. I wanted to go that route, but I couldn't think of what he would want to ask her for. But it's probably like something music related, not necessarily a performance. It's not a it's not a Oscar, an acting Oscar, no. Uh, Kels, yeah. who'd you come up with? Uh, Prince Rogers Nelson. Deva? Prince. Andy? Ooh, I went different direction. Prince is a much better answer. I went with Elton John. And Joel? Of course, Andy and I are on the same wavelength. I went with Elton John. Well, the uh, the the Oscar was for Best Original uh, Song for Purple Rain. Yeah. Oh. The correct answer is Prince. Yeah. I was actually thinking Barbara Streisand before you oh. said he. Oh, yeah. But she's, mm. so she's won an Oscar. Question four. This one might be a little, little tough. What five-foot-tall singer, dancer, and choreographer was once married to Emilio Estevez, who at five-foot-seven towered over her? Locked in. Oh, I can see her face. I can say other things about her, but it'd be a hint. Are you a believer now that you saw her face? Stop it. <laughs> Don't think about the monkeys. Thank you. Andy <laughs> Jones is pretty short. I'm locked in. <laughs> and he was dreamy. Stop it. I got to think. I'm locked I don't think in. He ever married, I don't think uh, he ever married uh, Emilio Estevez, though. Probably not, but he might have wanted to. Hey, he's married to Marsha Brady. Or to the prom. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I about that. I have no idea. Um, I know this is wrong, but I am locked in. I didn't realize she was quite that short. Pick me first, so I, so I can't be accused of stealing somebody else's answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Joel, I'll pick you first. She's a cold-hearted snake. It's Paula Abdul. Kels? Straight up, now tell me. That's the that's the real answer. Because yes. I didn't know at all. So I went with someone I knew for being diminutive, and I said Shakira. I know it wasn't right, but. Deva, Paula Abdul, and Andy, Lakers girl Paula Abdul, and I had such a massive crush on her. I was I was going to do a question about Shakira, but then I opted for Paula Abdul instead. I'm glad you did. Good call. All right, at the end of round three. Davo has 82, Kells has 81, Andy has 54, and Joel has doubled his score to 20. Woo! Good job, Joel. Yeah. Come back, Trey. Cinderella story. So let's move on to movies. Yeah. This is the an Oscar winner movie category. Oh, come on. Oh. <laughs> well, this is the Kells win category. You know what? Kels studies Oscar winners and stuff, and you've known for years that he did that. And you could pick up a book anytime. Wow. And or your phone. Or your phone, yeah. Yeah. Get to studying. Hit the books. <laughs> get a designated hitter for this category, or you know. I will say though that these are these tend to be older movies and Kells is not so good after the you know earlier than like the 80s on the Oscar stuff as I recall this is true yeah yeah all right question one which actress who won a best supporting actress Oscar in 1962 gave the shortest acceptance speech in history (sighs) 
I have an easy mode. It must have been two words. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two words or one word. It, it wasn't like two words. That's not that's not relevant to the question, but he she she basically said thank you. And that was and walked off the stage. Um man. I have a guess, but I I, I have an easy mode. Easy mode, I'll tell you the name of the movie that she was in. I'll take easy oh. mode. Yeah, I don't have it. I'll take I'll take easy mode. I'm ready for the easy mode. Okay, so everybody's got the easy mode? <laughs> yep. The movie she she won the Oscar for was The Miracle Worker. Oh, man. Locked in. Locked in. I, remember, I can see that. I, I'm punting. I got nothing. Oh, right guy. I am also punting. A, oh, right guy. Wow. Hey, is this Canadian football? This is, yeah. <laughs> Ray's getting a workout today. I'm telling you. All right. All right, Kells, what's your answer? I used to watch her show on Nick at Night sometimes. It's Patty Duke. Oh. I said the mother of Sean Aston, Patty Duke. Oh, there it is. The correct answer is Patty Duke. She was 16 years old at the time. Right. And I, I couldn't find anything about why she did that, if she was just nervous to be up there or just really didn't want to chat. But she <laughs> just said thank you and left. Right, question two. Two men tie for the shortest Best Actor winner. So I'm talking about the, the actors themselves are are not very tall. Sure. Uh, one won in 1942 for a biopic about George M. Cohen. And one in one won in 1977 for a Neil Simon romantic comedy. Name either man for full points, or I'll give you a bonus if you name the other one as well. So your first one is your answer for full points, and if you want to guess a second one, that'll be your bonus points. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in with a guess. I'll take a guess. Um, yeah, I'm locked in. Okay, Joel? Um, for the George M. Cohan, I'm going to say Mr. Jimmy Cagney. And for the Neil Simon, I will say Richard Dreyfus. Okay. Oh, man. I went with <laughs> Dustin Hoffman and Jimmy Cagney. Okay. Dave I said Joel Gray and nothing else. Please move on. Move on. <laughs> Joel Gray from Cabaret? No. Yeah, it just popped into my head. Okay. Oh, well, he's short. Yeah. He played Cohen on Broadway. And he's, you know. Uh, what about what about Move On are we unclear of? I'm trying to. Where's the ambiguity, Andy? Sorry. Sorry. Kells, what's your answer? I uh, also uh, guess James Cagney. But I couldn't come up with one for the the nineteen seventy seven one. So I'm a little I'm a little disappointed, Andy. I, I just specifically said your first one was going to be for the full credit, and the second one was going to be for the uh, for the bonus. Yeah, so, admittedly, uh, I I Cagney was one I was guessing on. Dustin Hoffman, I feel good about. Are you telling me I'm wrong? Uh, well, I'm telling you that the correct answers were James Cagney and Richard Dreyfus. Oh. Nice. Oh, so Joel got full credit on that one, twelve points. Andy, you got the bonus, but not the, the first part. And Kells, you got ten points. All right. Question three: Beatrice Strait won a Best Supporting Actress Oscar in 1977, even though she was only on the screen for about five minutes. What movie did she win for? And Lock. No. I, I have an I have an easy mode. I have to take the easy mode. Me too. Really? I'm locked in. I think I know this. I'm locked in without the easy mode. All right. I need to make up some ground. I'm taking a gamble. Okay. Easy mode for Davo and Joel. The same movie was the second movie to win three of the four acting awards, including one for Faye Dunaway and the first posthumous mm. acting award given to Peter Finch. Peter Finch. Oh. Yeah. Yep. 
I feel really good about my choice now. I'm locked in, I think. Yeah, well, I know I'm locked in, but there you go. <laughs> okay, Andy? I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. It's network. David? Network. Kells? Network. And Joel? Network. The correct answer is network. I think there's only been two posthumous acting awards. The second one, you know who the second one was? Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah. Heath Ledger, yeah. All right. Question four. What 1955 film starring Ernest Borgnine and Betsy Blair is the shortest movie so far to win a Best Picture Oscar? Locked in. Wow. Mm. Holy Hannah. Oh, authority. <laughs> well, I'm guessing. I'm locked in. Yeah. Locked in. Uh, uh, locked in. Devo. Uh, I put uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers win the World Series. I think you misunderstood the concept. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Kel? I actually <laughs> just can't punt twice, so I had to say something. <laughs> Kels? I just threw Showboat out there. Oh, Joe? I went with Marty. And Andy? I, too, went with Marty, the only Ernest Borgnine movie where he plays the romantic lead. Correct answer is Marty. Nice. Good which job, also guys. won Best best Actor for Ernest Borgnine, Best Director for Delbert Mann, and Best Adapted Screenplay. And when I... So really... So when I... Yeah, it makes me really want to go see the movie. I've never really heard of it before, but um, apparently it was good. And it's when, about an when, ugly man. Pardon? <laughs> It's about an ugly man that finds love. Oh, it's perfect for me. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Neil. Um, so just kind of a side nugget that I hadn't even planned on. Both um, both Network and Marty were, were written by a guy named Patty Chayefsky. Patty Chayefsky. Who is the only person to have won three solo screenplay Oscars. Hmm. Wow. Everybody else has won. Some people have won three screenplay Oscars, but they shared them. Like like uh, Woody Allen's won a few, but he shared them with people. And he won those for Network, Marty, and another movie I never heard of called The Hospital in 1971. Never heard of The Hospital. George C. Scott. Oh, I know what that is. Yep. Well, it's time for me to turn over my paper. For those of you that are Shopping on eBay, so be going up pretty soon. At the Do you end, use wide rule and like <laughs> right on two lines. <laughs> Big and bold. That's what I'm all about, Kells. Big and bold. Okay. At the end of round four, Kells is 106, Davo 87, Andy 76, and Joel made up a lot of ground and has 52. Nice. All right. All right. Anybody's game. Anybody's game. And we say that because there's a guest and we're on our best behavior. If it was Dave O <laughs> in the 50s, we'd be brutal. <laughs> That's true. All right. I've got some uh, pop culture tribons here. I'm yeah, going to give you three tri-bonds. names. Well, thanks. <laughs> I'm going to give you... <laughs> I'm going to give you three names. The answer is either going to be a TV show, uh, a musical group, or a movie. Okay. All right. Number one, Tom Welling, Kristen Crook, and Michael Rosenbaum. Locked in. Locked in. I am locked in. <sighs> that first name is the only one I recognize. And I only know that person for one thing. Locked in. Does that one thing fit the theme? Luckily, it does. But what a coincidence. <laughs> Devo? Uh, they all appeared on Smallville. Kels? Smallville. Joel? My daughter's favorite show was Smallville. <laughs> and Andy? Pulled it out of the fire when I remembered what the theme was tonight, Smallville. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is Smallville. I don't know if you guys do this, but I have a tendency sometimes like halfway through the match to actually kind of forget the theme. 
and I'm trying to work out these answers without thinking about the theme. And like this one, I almost blanked on to like, oh, I know. <laughs> well, I am. Uh, I'm highly focused the entire time we play, and I never forget the theme. Uh huh. Wow. Question two: Steve Marriott, Ronnie Wood, Rod Stewart. Locked in. Oh man. Locked in. Mm. Oh, <laughs> come on, dude. I'm wrong, but I, I wrote this. No. Why can't Ray Guy do his job more than once in this show? I'm locked in. <laughs> I'm locked in. All right. Uh, Devo. Those three people all appeared on the short lived 80s sitcom Small Wonder about a. Uh, <laughs> A little girl who was a robot. Oh, God, that's right. right. That's a real show. <laughs> I want I just have so much shame. Kels? Um, I said that they made up the super group Little Drifters. Joel? I know it had a word before faces. I'm going to say small faces. Okay. Something base. Andy? Yes, it is absolutely the rock band Small Faces, and they were amazing. So it's a little bit of a trick question, because when Steve Marriott left Small Faces and he was replaced with uh, Rod Stewart, they officially changed their name to Just Faces. But the first album they released with Rod Stewart in in the U.S. was still credited to Small Faces. The correct answer is Small Faces. Yep. Steve Marriott, of course, left to to start what what band? Ooh, I don't know. Hum, Humble Pie. Oh, I, I was never. I could never get into Humble Pie. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's getting a little saucy. <laughs> Joel, by the way, that was a really good pull. Just uh, a guess on the small, but that was a that was a good guess. Good job. Well, I, I credit and I credit Andy for reminding me the theme of the show. <laughs> oh, good, glad I could help. <laughs> Question three. Question three is Kirsten Dunst, Phil Hartman, and Frank Langella. I have an easy mode if if you need it. I don't know how much it'll help, but I've got one. Locked in. I need an easy mode. I can't do it. I'm still thinking. I think. I'm locked in. I got nothing. Give me the easy mode. Okay. Easy mode. It's a 1998 movie. That's a mixture of live action puppetry and CGI. Oh, 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 did not know she was in it. It was also Phil Hartman's last credited movie. Oh, it's so sad. at so many levels. All right, I'm in. I'm locked. You got it, Andy? Yeah, I locked in a minute okay. ago. Andy, what's your answer? Small soldiers. Deva? Small soldiers. Kells? Small soldiers. And Joel? Little people. Ah. <laughs> hey, I could lie. You can't see what I wrote down. <laughs> Correct answer is small soldiers. And the final question is... Dick Christie, Edie McClurg, and Tiffany Brissett. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. You sound very definitive about that, Joel. I totally am, yes. I'm locked in, too. I'm locked in. Really? Yeah. You know what? I'm locking in with a joke answer. Joel? Well... Uh, I probably wouldn't have thought of this if somebody hadn't brought it up earlier. It's small wonder. Andy? <laughs> I I had no idea. I've never heard of all three of those people. But since Dave was talking about it, I wrote down small wonder. <laughs> Dave? I wrote small wonder. <laughs> and Kels. For the same reason that Andy just said. Man. I went with small wonder. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Oh. 
Tiffany Brissett played Vicky on a little TV show called Small Wonder. Man. <laughs> the show was creepy. Just a, a trivia nugget that I promised I would throw out there. A uh, friend of the show, El Jefe, had a huge crush on Vicky at that time. <laughs> El Jefe! was so creepy, though. He, he was actually, he's kind of torn between her and Punky Brewster. Okay. Well, I'll well, go with that. I, I, when, I, when I was a young man, I had a huge crush on Christy McNichols, so that's how old I am. Um, but uh, Oh, yeah, I, I, I liked to... I liked, uh, she was on the show called Family, right? Yeah, among other things. Yeah, I, I like that. Such a crush on her, but uh, Small Wonder. Did any of those people from Small Wonder go on to do anything else, or did that ruin everybody's career? Andy McClurg was in was in for, Ferris Bueller McClurg. as the as the the secretary oh, in the high school. Secretary. Yeah, well, she, I mean that's a character actor kind of. Wasn't she also in Harry Potter? Yeah. No, she was in planes, trains, and automobiles. She's in. I believe she's a serial mom too. She was only in the first season because she went on to uh, to join the show, uh, the Hogan family. Oh, with um, that guy, uh, Patrick, uh, not Hogan? Patrick Bateman, Jason Bateman. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Rhoda, whatever her name was, <laughs> Valerie Valerie Harper, who, the who late just Valerie. passed away. Yeah, Valerie, Valerie Harper. Yeah, yeah. So the father went on to do some bit bit parts um i actually read a little bit about them the 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 girl the the robot girl apparently is a nurse in colorado and the most recent update i got for the little boy that was on there is that he is destitute and working in a homeless shelter oh because a former girlfriend and advisor of his stole all of his money But he didn't. Neither neither of the two children really did any acting after the after about nineteen ninety. Yeah, but inspiration for the uh-huh. character Data. At the end of round no. five, no, no, no. no. Kells has one hundred and thirty six. Devo with one seventeen. Andy with one eleven, and Joel making a comeback with eighty two points. Wow, Joel, I'm trying. The last category is world leaders. Oh no. Question one. At five foot four inches, who was the shortest US president? Locked in. Um, oh gosh. I'll lock in, but it's probably wrong. Oh okay. I'm locked in as well. Yeah, I'm locked in. I just want to point out that uh, to our listeners that in no way am I trying to disrespect people that are that are vertically challenged. Uh, it's never really been an issue for me being six two, but um, I am horizontally challenged, so that's that's another issue altogether. But these are just the facts of the situation. So yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think anybody's going to take offense. Friends of the show know that that Kells is four foot two. <laughs> All right. Andy, what's your answer? James Madison. He was adorable. Davo. <laughs> uh, the president you could put in your pocket, James Madison. Little pocket Kells. president. I knew it was one of those first M presidents, and I was floating between Madison and Monroe, and I'm glad I went with Madison. And Joel. Sadly, I went with the second president, John Adams. Uh, that is too bad because the correct answer is James Madison. Well, they say he was, he was about 100 pounds soaking wet. Wow. Question two. The first prime minister of Israel was five foot even. Five foot zero inches. What was his name? Locked in. Oh, come on. I'm locked in. With an answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm locked in. I got nothing. Where's Ray Guy when you need him? <laughs> Pulled his hammy about two categories. Oh. <laughs> Put it twice in the same play. That was weird. That's as nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, he's, he's marching down the sidelines for Kells, looking at him, going, "Put me in, coach." Kells is the only one that hasn't had to punt. 
I go for it on fourth down. <laughs> I'm I'm locked in. <laughs> Joel, why don't you start us off? I went with uh, ben, David Ben Gurion. Okay, Andy. Ben Gurion. Deva. Uh, I said my air. And Kels. The only one I could think of outside of was Golda Meir, right? I, the only one I could think of was Nehru. He was Indian. Yeah, yeah. jacket. Um, sorry, Kels. No, that is not correct because it's a completely different okay. country. But uh, the correct answer is David Ben Gurion. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Good job. Sometimes guys. I say things. And, wow. Sometimes I say things, and they sound meaner than I intended them to be. <laughs> but then I think it's funny that I sounded mean, so I just. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking of Golda Meir. I was thinking of her cousin Oscar Meyer. Uh, wow. Huh. Right. Anything? Question three. And, oh, okay. No. Sorry. Apologies. Question three. Possibly the shortest world leader in history, Benito Juarez, at four foot six inches tall, was a leader of what country in the mid 19th century? Locked in. That is a teeny tiny leader. <laughs> Benito. Um, I'm a lock in. Benito Juarez. Benito. Locked in. Well, I'm just going to do it. Locked, uh, locked in. Joel? I'm going to just take a wild guess and say they named Mexico or Juarez Mexico after him, and it was Mexico. Huh. Okay. Andy? That's a much more logical thing that I came up with. I went with Italy because of Benito Mussolini. Like, well, Benito works in Italy, so okay. All right. Deva? I had exactly the same logic train as Joel. I said Mexico. And Kels. I made that three because I said Mexico. I can't confirm that uh, Juarez Mexico was named after this gentleman, but I can say that he's the only individual Mexican that has a national holiday in the country. Oh, wow. Hmm. He's a kind of a hero. He he was pretty progressive. He, he was an indigenous... Um, he was a member of an indigenous uh, group down there, and he did a lot to democratize um, Mexico and strengthen the federal government and basically kicked the church out of the government. Nice. Oh, wow. All right. Question four. There are actually a surprisingly large number of Soviet and Russian leaders that are under like five foot six. Um, but one of them was chosen one of them who 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 measures up at uh, five foot three inches was chosen as time's person of the year in 1957 partly due to the launch of sputnik one locked in uh, i'll lock in i'm locked in as well locked in andy khrushchev who khrushchev 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 <sighs> Khrushchev. Sure, we'll go with yeah. that. Uh, Khrushchev. 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 Uh, I don't think I ever heard it before. I always thought it was Khrushchev, too. Am I mispronouncing Joel? that? I went with little Nikita Khrushchev. The correct answer is Nikita Khrushchev. I don't know what you guys are... I don't know why you keep saying his name. I thought Andy Sandler. No, it was Davo making everybody. What are you doing? Are you, are you playing yeah. like a reverse psychology on me now? A bit. <sighs> there have been a lot of uh, a lot of times. Person of the year have been uh, have been Russian leaders. I mean, that you know they did they did Hitler in like thirty eight or something like that, mm -hmm. and then um, Stalin was a couple of times. Khrushchev. Um, I think Gorbachev, um, a couple of others in there, but they're, they really, they, they try to point out every year that it's not, they're not saying that it's a good person. They're just saying that they're an important person. Right. They had an effect on yeah. the world. Yeah. So I was curious of uh, when was Brezhnev? Cause I was conflicted between the two. 
Was Brezhnev just before Gorbachev? Yeah, yes. okay. I think Brezhnev was, he was like seven, somewhere between seventies and eighties. Yeah, and then there was Andropov, but he was only leader for like a couple months or something. He died really quick. Okay. Oh right. Thank you, Joel. Well done. Well, politics is my thing. I didn't know that. Uh, somebody once did a song called "The ABCs of Dead Russian Leaders," <laughs> which was pretty funny. I don't know who did it, but they talked about Andropov and Brezhnev and. Uh, who was the I think it was the Jackson Appreciate Five, it. and they no. just reworked it into ABC. Uh, maybe. <laughs> At the end of our regular rounds, the final scores are 166 for Kells, Deva with 147, Andy 141, and Joel 112. It's anybody's game. Way to go, Joel. Storming in there. Yeah. Welcome to three Thank digits. You. So our final question worth up to 100 points. I have a list in front of me of the 15 smallest countries by area. I need you to name 10 of them for 10 points each. These are UN recognized countries. Oh, wait just one second, Bobble. Yes, it's your friendly podcasting fanatic. Here to shout out my trivia brothers from another mother. The Trivia Rogues. When you get a chance, pop on over to the Trivia Rogues and let Billy and the gang educate you on some things, Bubba. Funk on. And do remember to please look both ways before you cross my mind, baby. I got 10. I also have 10. I've got 10, and I'm, I know I'm forgetting something. I got 10. I'm locked in now. Did you get Indiana? <laughs> I got Indiana. I'm sure one of these is going to be stupid like that. Okay. Did not have a good time with this one. <laughs> All right. Everybody's locked in. Joel, why don't you give me your list? Okay. I said Andorra, Vatican City, Liechtenstein, Luxembourg, San Marino, Denmark, Belize, Netherlands, Eritrea, and Jamaica. Oh, those are good. Those are some I'd like to steal some ideas from. Andy. The first one I put down is Vatican City. I'm hoping I didn't outsmart myself. That was the one I was talking about. Uh, Marshall Islands, uh, taught in Springdale, Arkansas, where there's the largest population of Marshallese outside the Marshall Islands. Monaco. Colombia, Liechtenstein, Malta, Panama, or I'm sorry, Panama, um, Grenada, (laughs) thank you, Singapore, and Samoa. All right. Deva? Um, Okay. I put Vatican City, Andorra. And I couldn't remember San Marino. I was going to do San Marino, so good call, Joel. Um, Did you say Dan Marino? I said Dan Marino. Um, let her off. Uh, Monaco, Luxembourg, Liechtenstein, Djibouti in Africa. Nice. Uh, Singapore. Then I started to struggle and said Fiji. That's good. Uh, Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Oh, yeah. All right, Kels. I went with uh, Vatican City, San Marino, Liechtenstein, Luxembourg, Belgium, Grenada, St. Kitts and Nevis, Monaco, Comoros, and Barbados. All right, I'm going to tally up our scores here and... We'll do some magic and get back to you in just a second. Andy, very bold of you to put Colombia. Is that a bad answer? That's a big country. Is it? I knew there was going to be at least one that's going to sneak in there. I just, (laughs) I struggle. You know, sometimes you get a question, you just totally blank. I was really, really struggling. I was surprised Napoleon Napoleon did not come up. I was going to do that as an example of someone who actually wasn't that short. I mean, he was he was five foot six, but that was uh, relatively more or less average. 
Yeah, he was average height. British propaganda, wasn't it, that got yes. that started? Yeah. Well, Admiral Nelson was also a big dude. All right. I have our totals. Um, I will say that the the top 15, the largest country on the top 15 is 176 square miles. Holy moly. Uh, for reference, Luxembourg is almost 1,000 square miles. Hmm. Um, let's see. Wow. Someone said uh, Comoros is 719 square miles. Uh, what else? Singapore is 276. Dang so it. it's still 100 miles too big to make this list. Andorra just missed the list. It was 17th at 181 square miles. Dang it. So hmm. those are all ones that you guys answered that were not correct. And starting at number 15, we've got the Seychelles. Man, I almost went with them. Antigua and Barbuda. Mm. Mm. Uh, Barbados. St. Vincent yes. and the Grenadines. Grenada. Oh, got that one. Hey, there's one I got. Malta. Got the Maldives. St. Kitts and Nevis, which is one of my favorite places on the planet. Marshall Islands. Yeah. Liechtenstein. Yay. I'm on a roll. San Marino. Tuvalu. Nauru. Uh, Nauru is like eight square miles. Monaco is number two at three quarters of a, of a square mile. Yeah. And obviously number one, number one at 0.17 square miles is the Vatican City. Vatican City. You haven't, you haven't so, said Columbia yet. Yeah, I did not say Columbia, <laughs> which is uh, he won't. Hang on, let me let me just just for you, Andy. I'll look up. No, Columbia. no, no. Please don't. I'm good. I'm good. Columbia <laughs> is four hundred and forty thousand square so miles. So tired of your ridiculous banter. <laughs> I wish we could just play the game. <laughs> in fact, according to my list, Colombia is the twenty fifth largest country in the world. Are you done? That's pretty big. Between South Africa and Ethiopia. Can we move on now? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think <laughs> if there's anything else I could say about Colombia. But no, I guess we're done. Homo Shakira. La, 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 la. <laughs> Are you going to be teaching South American history next, next semester? Definitely not. <laughs> Sticking with the U.S. history. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's finalize our scores here. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Joel, I counted three correct for you. That's what I got. For three points, bringing you to 142 and currently in third place after Andy with Woo. 141. Andy, however, I count six correct answers. Better than I thought I would do. Which brings you to 201 points and the lead currently. <laughs> Devo? They've only got three correct. Yeah. For 30 points and 177 total. Kells, on the other hand, got seven correct for 70 points and a total of 236 points in the win. Well done. So Good job, we've got Kells. Kells, Kells first, Andy second, Devo third, and Joel with a valiant effort. It was a strong comeback there, Joel. It was a good first try. Excellent job, Jewel. Excellent job, Kels, in winning that small quiz. Congratulations, Kels. Thank you, thank you. Again. Thank you, thank you. I would like to say <laughs> once again, thank you very much to Joel for being a patron and coming on the show. Did you have fun? I did. It was it was a lot of fun. I hope to do it again eventually. You are always welcome, sir. Absolutely. Eventually. So from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is Devo with Joel. Signing off from New Jersey. Andy. So long, Ladle Brainers. Kells. Come on, hand, oh, buddy, don't let me down. And Neil. As the great British Zimbabwean novelist Doris Lessing said, Small things amuse small minds. Signing off.
greetings and salutations to all you good trivia people out there. I know what you're thinking. Hey, I really enjoyed this show. Uh, how can I get a little more? Well, here to help you out. You can look up these good people on Twitter at Little Brain. Or if Facebook's more your deal, you can look them up at Brain Little Productions. Hey, they've even got their own webpage. It's uh, BrainLittleTrivia.com. Now, if you're feeling generous, you can join a Patreon, where if you donate $10 or more, you can even get yourself a fancy show invite. How about that? Until we meet again, this has been 44, and I'm glad you joined us. Hope I'm out. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions, all rights reserved.